1: Hello, it's Dan from Desert Island Dicks here, which you might have guessed if you're a regular listener because that's what I say at the start of every episode. This episode features Lou Saunders and she's very good, isn't she? She was supposed to be our guest uh for the live show, but we had to cancel it because of the sodding pandemic. But hey, what we did is we spoke to Lou and we said, "Lou, we can't do it, but could you come on here anyway and just do a regular episode?" And she was like, "Yeah, definitely, let's do it." And and we've done it and this is this is the result you know i'm not lying it's here like i'll prove it to you but once i stop talking you'll you'll hear what happened um so we'll get into that in just a second um just a reminder that uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast that's always really helpful and also means that you'll never miss out on an episode we've still got loads of brilliant guests to come as always so you want to get them first so that's why you should subscribe uh the other thing is that uh, leaving us a rating or a review is a especially wonderful if you could do that that would be great thank you very much and yeah i think that's it really i'll be back at the end of this with a little bit of uh, waffle and more information but let's just get into it you know i'm i'm in the kind of mood today i just want to get started so here we go Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian, writer and host of the Cuddle Club podcast, Lou Sanders.
2: Whoa, I'll I'll hype myself in, shall I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are you today?
2: I'm very good, actually. Yeah, I am. Yeah, why not? Well, I'm, I'm holding back from all the boring stuff. Like okay. I was going to say, I was going to tell you stuff and we don't know each other that well. And I think <laughs> like, focus on the positives. Oh, okay. that isn't what this podcast is about, is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was going to say, because obviously, you know, you host the Cuddle Club podcast, which is, you know, about cuddling. Um, broadly speaking and you know I'm going to ask you to sort of talk about things and people that you hate I mean is this a bit of a a bit of a gear change I don't want to sort of like mess up your you know your outlook on life or anything
2: yeah you don't want to mess up the brand well Mm. I think I've got some workarounds because well when we get into it I'll tell you Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, if it's getting too much and we need to stop and talk about something upbeat for, you know, there's like a little like palate cleanser between sections, you know, we can do mm. that. We can be flexible. The
2: thing is I am a little bitch, but I'm trying not to be. That's the thing. Like I've spent a lot of money on alternative health and healing and spiritual stuff. And then now and again I'm still a little bitch, but um mm. it's a work in progress. It's a full, it's it's a lifetime's work to not be a little. Bit. Some people are not born a bitch and Mm. i think that's lovely actually some people have to do less work on themselves to be naturally nice
1: i'm
2: only i'm only horrible about people that i think are horrible about me
1: okay i think it's contextual you know sometimes you see you know i'd watch a documentary about a monk sitting there really peaceful in a monastery somewhere beautiful and i think it's probably easier to be in the moment if you're that guy, because, you know, are the, in, in London, it's a bit harder. So I think we need to give ourselves a bit of a break, a bit of a get out.
2: Also, I was reading this amazing book called, um, what is it called? Uh, it's this amazing book about death and dying and what the Buddhists believe. But then the guy who wrote it, Rippa or Rin, P. Rinpoche, or maybe they're all called that, this bunk, monk, he has done loads of sex crimes. Right. Like, the big ones like raping people and um you sort of think oh right but his writing is profound and amazing and you're reading mm. it thinking wow I think he's channeling something higher here because this like you read it and a piece of you sort of opens up and everything and then my friend told me he's got a really dodgy past and stuff and I was like oh no yeah. it's nothing sacred yeah. the, Tibetan, the Tibetan book of living and dying of course okay. it's that. yeah so yeah and also once I went to a retreat and um I was like so zen, like what you were saying about coming back to London. I was so zen in this retreat and I was like, well, I think I'm pretty pretty much enlightened. And then I was coming back to London and I missed a train and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is fucking shit. (laughs) Like it took about a minute for me to go back to my normal self.
1: Maybe the extremes are just bigger. You know, some people who are so pure in one sense like can snap the other way. I knew a guy who was very, you know, I'd see him hug trees and things like that. And yeah, yeah, it turned out he was a bit of a deviant as well. Oh, gosh.
2: Um, Also, maybe the people who are going like full out, like hugging trees and stuff, which I have done, maybe they're the people that... But I haven't done any sex crimes, so (laughs) that's quite good. But um, maybe they're the people that need the help the most. So... Mm there's more kind of shade to clear up
1: maybe. Yeah. That guy actually, talking of cuddles as well, gave me, I think, the worst cuddle ever because Mm. um, he would always hug you like too much of a hug for how much I liked him, you know. Uh, So he'd really hold on for ages. And I remember once he was still eating and and I sort of walked in, he's like, hey, brother, gave me this huge hug and I could like feel his jaws chewing like right next to my ear. So I could just feel all the workings. So that was a terrible cuddle as well mm. anyways just because i was listening to your podcast and i was thinking about what would my worst cuddle be and <laughs> i thought you. that that was the worst I one. we will
2: get you on you onto... will get you on you've got some of the answers already great <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well let, let's get into we've we, we've we've started here so let's get into the the dicks now properly yes. uh, yeah. who's going to be the first person joining you on the island
2: well can i talk in ter- in terms of archetypes You can, yeah. Because, um, well, I mean, apart from the obvious people like Mark Zuckerberg or... But is he bad? Or Bezos? Are they really Mm. bad? They've got to be, haven't they?
1: I think they're quite bad.
2: If you've got all that money, I think about this a lot. Like, if you've got all that money, surely you could... Someone tweeted Jeff Bezos once and said, um, you know, with... You know a fifth percent of his wealth or whatever he could solve what solve world hunger and he'd oh, no no it wasn't him it was a tesla guy and they said that and he said well if you show me how to do it then i'll do it
0: mm.
2: but i mean i'm not very smart but surely it's about distribution of wealth at that stage or mm. it just seems mental also that they, they must all be psychopaths because Collecting money in that way, that obscene way you can't spend it in your lifetime with the poverty all around you, it doesn't make sense, does it? Like, what's the gain, I guess, power, knowing that you could F off into another planet at any moment? But they could still do that and help the world, no?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, when it gets to the point where you're the richest man that's ever lived you could give 70% of your money away and still never spend it all. And I think it's just that mindset of like, you always need more all the time. Like it's a game, isn't it? Yeah, like you, have game, to just, yeah. you just can't stop collecting, collecting yeah. money and, and being the best. And it's, yeah, it's something I will never understand.
2: I'd like to see a documentary on it. If anyone's makes doc- Oh, I might try and get my friend Sally makes documentaries, but getting access to these people and asking them is tricky nowadays. But um, mm that would be a lovely documentary. I'd love to watch that. Why? I don't understand.
0: Mm. I I
2: could be the interviewer. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so maybe then, because then I'd get some, I'd get some sort of honest answers, wouldn't, wouldn't I? What about if I fancied them? Because, you know, sometimes women have been bred to kind of go towards power.
1: Mm. but may, I mean maybe once you're on the island they don't really have any power or value you know maybe the power true. dynamic would be who was the most useful you know the person who was really good at like finding getting fish or, or coconuts or whatever maybe they would that would be the the real power there oh, that's like, true That Elon Musk is just sort of talking about strategy all the time but not really not well, they, really doing much
2: they've all got those satellite phones that um so they could probably do something with that couldn't they
1: Maybe, maybe. We're going to assume the technology is broken, though.
2: Daniel, for a format like this, you've got to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, okay, so I'm going to go with archetypes because, okay. you know, we're all God's children. Try not to slag anyone off personally. Although, you know, obviously people like Jimmy Savile, God rest his soul, God don't rest his soul, is uh, <laughs> easier to sort of target. He's sort of, there's no denying... Really, but mm. um, what about arch- okay archetypes? The football fan who baits women online. Okay, every time, not every time, but a lot of the times, if someone's like being really mean online, you go to their profile, and they're a big old. Foot- a lot of my friends are football fans. Mm. I'll say that some of my best friends are football fans, but why is it that people baiting people online? Sometimes it's women against other women, but. A lot of the time, it's football fans who just love their sons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sort of they've got a picture of them in a kit saying "proud father" or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: proud father or proud like Everton supporter.
1: Husband, son, blah blah blah.
2: Yeah, 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 and mm. and like a lot of their feed is them sort of having a go at something. So you know they're having a go at me, Sainsbury's. You know we're all getting it in the we're all getting in the neck. <laughs> because I I don't think I'd gel well with someone like that but mind you next to the other people I've mentioned we might get on you never know well look you know something like that you could look for the similarities at least you Mm. know you could try and bring them over to your side
1: It's weird, isn't it? It's almost, I always sort of think if if all you can put in your Twitter bio is the football team you support, the fact Mm. that you're a son, which is kind of a given, you know, it's like you're all a son Mm. or a daughter somewhere, you know, it's it's, it's not a special skill. And, you know, you've made offspring. Maybe there's not that much going on in your life. Maybe that's why you find it so easy to kind of seek a thrill in slanging someone off anonymously online because yeah. like what's in your life the fact that you were born and you have made a child like that's not that's not that's not interesting so what's your hobbies well I'm a son you're like no yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah what yeah. are you into well I've got a mum <laughs> we've all had a mum
2: yeah 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 but actually, now I feel sorry for them. I've taught myself around into feeling sorry for them. And when there are people like Jimmy Savile, Jeff Bezos, you can't, can you put Jimmy Savile and Jeff Bezos in the same? Yeah. You can, I think.
1: You then, oh, well, um, you can put them on the same island. I don't know if they're yeah. exactly in the same camp, No, no, you know?
2: no, 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 no. There's a bit. It's a bit different. I mean, Jimmy Savile was worse. Then I sort of feel sorry for this football guy because he probably just needs more in his life. But I think I would hate to be stranded with like someone who's really negative, you know, who, Mm. because you'd need a bit of cheer to keep you going, wouldn't you? You Mm. wouldn't want someone like so upbeat, they're singing and dancing in your face and you're like, Michael, we've got to try and eat, you know. But someone, I'd hate to be with a real negative person. That'd be my Mm. worst thing.
1: Okay. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in a a desert island scenario, you know, you've got stuck there. There's been a plane crash. It's going to be hard to be cheery anyway. But once, you know, you've kind of settled down a bit and got into the daily life. Yeah, just someone who's constantly chipping away at you is quite hard. You get those people quite a lot in life and like they're exhausting.
2: Yeah, yeah. My stepdad watches the news as many times a day as he can, like four or five times a day. And I don't think this is adding to your joy de vivre. You know, he's quite, he's quite, he's quite negative. And, uh, yeah, I'm like, this can't, and he's like, I need to watch the news in case the queen dies. And I think, I think you'll know about it if the queen di- you know, when the queen yeah. dies.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to, it's the easiest news to find out about very quickly. Yeah. I mean- yeah. That or like some huge terrorist incident. I mean, you, get, you don't need to watch the news to be told these things.
2: Yeah, the ripple effect of when Princess Diana died. I mean, I was in Greece and I found out. I wasn't watching mm. the news. But um, yeah, it does make him quite negative. I mean, I'm not saying live in a bubble. I do live in a bubble. Uh, but look at me. <laughs> a very chipper. Um, who would you yeah. hate to be stuck on a desert island with?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I've done this podcast uh, originally... Uh, James, my friend, was the host and I was the first guest when we were trying to work out what to do. So I have picked people, but I'd pick completely different people now. I mean, you know, the joy of hindsight and also hearing lots of people's choices every week. But yeah. I think I'd probably be with you on a, on a, on a Jeff Bezos character. I think yeah. that's a very, a very strong choice.
2: So hang on, would we 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 were saying we'd hate to be stuck on an island with Jeff Bezos. But now I've changed my mind and I think I would like to be because I'd really love to get some of these answers. Okay. like how like why do you need all this money what was your relationship with your mother like and your father and (laughs) why do you think this like why have you got this lack in your life and Mm. how can you not empathize with other people like i think when you get money and stuff like you want to share it you want to like everyone to be happy and have i don't know Mm. so i think i would like to be stuck on a desert island with jeff bezos
1: Mm. although i think that you would like to get the answers to them, but as a person, well you know, once you've found out or you can find out from them, do you think they'd be okay to be with? You know, they might just sort of yeah. be Well, how just long still are we be on this island?
2: I suppose we don't know, do we?
1: No, we don't know. An indeterminate amount of time.
2: But wait, maybe I could change him. Uh oh. Uh oh. There we go. <laughs> that's the rubber that's the, <laughs> the root of all the problems for women. I think we can change them but I maybe I could you know if I've given long enough with Jeff Bezos either that or he would take me so much he would just walk into the sea and either way it's a win really
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah problem solved Mm. okay well we can put him on then shall we put him on and we'll see we'll see how it goes okay then we've got a very negative person you're looking at a sunset and you you think you're saying it's beautiful and they're like well, uh, yeah, it's just the same as it was yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: That kind of constant sort of finding the bad in everything or like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who are we gonna round off this trio of dicks with? We need one more.
2: Well, I mean I hate to go so commercial. <laughs> I you know, I hate to not think outside the box, but is it a simple case of Boris Johnson?
1: Yeah. I mean It's I mean, topical. It's, it's very topical. topical. <laughs> <laughs> It but I think topical. you could have, you could have said it five years ago, and it'd be as topical. And it's yeah. like he's he's always going to be a, a you know.
2: Also, he is obviously a bell end. But if he was in a if he was on the island, maybe we might save the NHS. Probably unlikely, but you never know. It's unlikely because mm. the Le- Labour Party actually started that <sighs> process of selling it off. Off anyway. So, um, but and he would be quite entertaining. I know this is awful to say, but he would be just like you wouldn't believe it, would you? He'd be Mm. bounding around sort of with a sheer sense of entitlement Mm. still on the island, and you'd just be like, wow, this is beggar's belief. You'd want to take some of that and sort of think, wow, if I had that confidence, you know?
0: Yeah,
1: but I think the thing is with Boris Johnson, knowing what we do about him... If you did start finding him entertaining, you'd just start hating yourself for, for finding... Don't That's you think like, you'd yeah. oh, God, I'm falling for it. This is what happens. Yeah. You know? I also think he's going to be someone who's... He's just so full of shit that he'd constantly be promising things that he wouldn't deliver on, or he'd just get bored and walk off. So he'd be like, oh, well, no, it's easy to get coconuts down. You just uh,
2: oh, yeah, chop yeah. the
1: tree down. <laughs> and you're like, Boris, now we can't have any more coconuts, you fucking idiot. You've, like, you've destroyed the source of food. He's like, oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Many more coconuts coming uh, our way soon. And you're like, how? You've just poisoned the vegetables you'd manage to grow or some shit and just sort of promise more and it'll all be fine, but there'd never be a solution, so.
2: And I'd end up pregnant, probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he just had another one, didn't he? And it was like, when when did this even, I mean, I, I sort of don't want our prime ministers to have enough time to be making children, I mean.
2: No, 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 absolutely mad, the whole thing.
1: Although maybe if they don't have sex enough, that's probably not good. Maybe they do need the release, but, I mean, the idea of... Boris Johnson's release is disgusting.
2: So how many, he's got like eight or nine or something now, has he? Or
1: He refuses to say,
0: doesn't he? Yeah, because
2: he's got like a few love children and stuff that all the journalists Mm. know about. And so he doesn't want to, yeah. That's why Mm. he so needs to make loads of money to like pay off all the alimony.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good choice. Also, can you imagine him being too hot on a desert island? Mm. Being Being a bit clammy and red and just sort of just sweaty and... His yeah. hair all damp.
2: Yeah, and then um if we ever got back, I could sell like my story, you know, with yeah. like
1: what Boris was up to.
2: My story in my words.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Life on the island.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think it'd be he'd be difficult, he'd be useless. I bet he can throw a tantrum quite easily oh, as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's like a little toddler, isn't he? But a dangerous uh, psychopathic Um, narcissistic toddler
1: yeah it's very easy to imagine him in a nappy
2: it really is thank you
1: not all adults you can just instantly picture in a nappy just wandering around but him you can
2: and that is the sub headline of uh, my story in my words
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've got so we've got the we've got the people then so we've got jeff bezos We've just got a constantly negative person and we've got um, Boris Johnson. And I think Mm. you amongst those three people is going to be a very difficult scenario. So Mm. uh, we're off to a strong start here, Lou. Well done. Mm. Okay. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favorite food and drink in the world. Yes. What are they and why are they so bad?
2: Meat. And this is going to be an unpopular choice. Uh, Alcohol.
1: Meat and alcohol.
2: Only because I don't drink because I'm a bit of a legend. And um, (laughs) so I stopped drinking ages ago uh, just because I'm the worst when I drink. So if, mind you, it would be entertaining. And if there's not, you know, maybe I'll start drinking again if I was on an island with nothing else to do and then for company. Mm. I mean, it's a prime sort of mix for it, isn't it? And Mm. then meat. Like if I had to eat meat, I haven't eaten meat since I was 13 and um yes yeah, so if i had to eat that i think i'd be really sad.
1: Mm. Do you know what I've um one of my one of my new things mm. I have these days is uh, having anxiety dreams quite a lot. Oh, Just no. like about things that I'm not even anxious about sometimes. So last night I had a dream ahead of this uh which I was looking forward to. I had a dream that we were recording this in the garden and I'd cooked a, a lovely but humble meal of uh, <laughs> of pizza and salad. Yeah. And halfway through you asked me, uh, you said, oh, this this vegan mayonnaise is really nice. Normally, vegan ones don't taste this nice. And I'd realized that it was normal mayonnaise. Oh, wow. And there was cheese on the pizza. I don't even know if you are vegan or not. I am, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay,
1: so it was, it was apt, right? And I was like, oh, fuck. And you were kind of doing that thing of like, okay, I don't want to sort of shout at you, but I am quite pissed off because I'm vegan. But yeah. also... I'm feeling quite sick now because I don't eat this kind of thing. And and I was like, God, this has really skewed the podcast now, oh serving no. you like, yeah. So it sort of feels appropriate now, your choice. I didn't give you any booze though, luckily. So
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's not on you. That's what I'm saying. That's not on you, even <laughs> though it's a fictional dream.
1: I think as a host, I should have checked. But look, we know for next time. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was meant to be a live show. This podcast, I mean, so there's no. Ch- I can't offer you food. You know, you're on a computer now, so no. we we're, we're not. We're not getting into it. It's okay. But yeah, you stuck with a load of meat. I think Boris Johnson would be sort of espousing the virtues of eating lots of red meat.
2: Oh yeah, he, that that boy's two steps away from a heart attack. He's got to be. <laughs> but I do think in the years to come, people will look at pet shops and the way we ate meat like the chicken coops and stuff where they're all like shitting on top of each other and plucking each other's eyes out because yeah. they're just all like can't breathe and stuff i think we'll look at that and think think like what that's mad how can we think like would well, dogs have got consciousness and they're like quite intelligent and stuff and then not think that other animals do like there's Clips of chickens online playing football and stuff. I'm not kidding you. There's wow. uh, there's like a couple of chickens. There's one in China that's like really good at football and stuff. I, I know because I, like, I had to do a lecture on chickens for some like radio thing.
1: I do think now, having heard this, that uh, if we were to show people more videos of chickens playing football, yeah, like, <laughs> maybe this could be the thing that swings it. It's like, listen, yeah. guys, we all like fried chicken on the way home from the pub. But yeah. if that wasn't fried chicken, it would be playing a fucking great match right now. And yeah. you could come home from the pub and watch some chicken football with a nice, you know, a yeah. nice vegan pizza and you would be having a lovely time. It's
2: marketing. It's marketing. <laughs> Shove some yeah. fake chicken down your neck and watch a, um, watch. What's Everton some chicken football
1: chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Everton chickens. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean I want to see it. I'm go- definitely gonna go and like Google this clip afterwards. And yeah. I mean and imagine an octopus in a football match. I mean if they'd have to do it underwater, I guess. But I mean oh, with yeah. all those arms. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe football's not <laughs> with, the right
2: <laughs> with maybe. all those arms?
1: <laughs> You're kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe football's not maybe it should be more like cricket or something, thinking about the arms. Maybe something something where you can use your hands. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, you know, we're all brainwashed into different stuff and it's no one's fault. It's just what we were told was normal growing up. Mm. And then, but I do think we'll look at it and think, blood, they yell. Like slavery (laughs) was normal. And I'm not saying the meat industry is as bad as slavery, obviously. But slavery at one time was normal. And people Mm. were like, all right, then we'll just get slave. I mean, it still happens, sadly, quite a lot.
1: As in, kids are bought. Mm. Anyway, let's
2: not. Let's keep it
1: light, okay? Let's keep it light, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So so we have the case for meat, alcohol then. I mean, you were saying that obviously in that scenario it might be nice to drink again. But yeah. then if you know, you know, if you stop drinking because of the way you, you felt it made you, oh, then you're well. going to have to ha- you're going have to have that every morning with like, "Oh god, me and Boris were doing that thing like we were dancing. Yeah, we, I'm
2: pregnant again. Oh yeah, my pre- god."
1: Again.
2: Well, imagine if you went to an island like this is what would happen. If I was on an island with Bezos and uh, Boris and stuff, and then I started drinking, I might be the worst person on the island. Imagine that. That
1: would be bad. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> when, like Jeff Bezos or someone stepping out the negative person, being like, "Look, I just think you need to tone it down a bit."
2: Yeah. Oh, and then, then we get if we're ever rescued, they do my story and my words, and it's all about <laughs> how awful I was.
1: Yeah, their story in their words. Okay. Well, fortunately, you're not going to be without entertainment on the island. The Plains Entertainment System continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why?
2: Well, least favourite film, The Hangover 2. I think it's The Hangover 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the most sexist thing I've ever seen in my friggin' life. Like, the the... It might be the hangover one, but I'm sure it's two. The guy who's getting married, right, his father-in-law is like, oh, whatever happens, and his dad do, you know, don't worry about it, mate. Like, you know, boys will be boys. Like, her dad is saying, effectively, yeah, you know, screw who you want, don't worry about it, like, what are we like. Mm. And you're like, what? Like, what's going on here? And the girls are so lame they just want to go in the spa and stuff i mean i don't mind a spa but it's like the girls are could be any irreplaceable kind of 2d you know and the boys are like yeah legends they're having all the fun and the girls are just like so passive they don't even speak mm. i mean mm. it was a long time i watched it but i remember getting, being really angry at the time so that would be my worst film and um, because i know that sometimes men write films and they don't know how to portray women. And Mm. so they just like don't really do anything with them. They're just sort of there to like, I don't really know, like a cardboard cutout. But then Sharon Horgan once said, if you have problems writing women, just write them as men and then change the name at the end. And I thought, Mm. oh yeah, Yeah. because we're not different. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe we go to spas more often, but the friends that I know that are girls like like... Like activities and action, and you
1: know, yeah, yeah. You want to have fun and also go to a spa as well. Like you can do, but I, I quite want to go out. If I next time I go on a stag do, mm. I'd quite like to go to a spa the next day. That would be quite nice. You yeah, know, like yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. sort of cure for like a big night out. You know, like why can't we have both? Yeah,
2: I'm going to, and like all my friends are hardcore. That are girls, they like like um, you know. Do skateboarding or roller skating or there's not any difference between no. oh I'm going to adult gymnastics um next week so I want to try and learn how to do a backflip. wow and I put me trying online I try, attempted one and it was really bad and um at like trampoline in place and my friend was like I need to t- teach how to do this safely he did I didn't realize he was a gymnast when he was younger and then he sent me a clip of him doing like all these like front flips and back flips and everything. And he's gonna teach me how to do one.
1: Wow. That's yeah. just such a good trick to have in your back pocket. Isn't and especially it? because you don't drink. So there's no risk. Cause I think it's a dangerous thing for someone who drinks to have in like yeah, up their sleeve. Isn't but it? But you're never gonna be like, I'm pissed. Watch this. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You see, so you're safe. You've got like the safety catch. So uh, it's well, perfect. I,
2: I, I haven't given up cooking. <laughs> 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 no, I have actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that will be really cool, won't it? He's in the Lion King.
0: Imagine
2: wow. that. And he's going to teach me. At, yeah. I mean, I'm quite clumsy. So we'll see. But if I'm talking to you next time in a neck brace, we know why.
1: But you're good at roller skating and you go in a skate park and everything. So you've already got a certain amount of like... Um... I'm
2: not. Yeah, I don't think I'm very good, actually. Like my friends are all really good. I think you need to go all the time to be good. And um, like some of my friends, oh my God, they're so good. And I feel like I'm a bit lame. And um, But then, you know, some of them are like, 21 22
1: of course, yeah, exactly. of course they're going to be good also you need to think about yourself on the scale i can't roller skate and i you're really oh. good at roller skating yeah next, just to you. You know, next, next to you next to you exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly so you know it's just it's just who you surround yourself yeah. but if you want me to stand next <laughs> to you next time you go i'm happy to put on a pair of skates and fall over a bit if that will make you feel better
2: thank you i hadn't been skating for ages and i went back and um This was a while ago now. And uh, I was very, you you get quite self-conscious because like some people are just so good and you feel like, oh God, I'm too old to be this shit, you know, and um, I was psyching myself up to like drop in again. And this guy went, oh, I loved you on Taskmaster. And I went, oh, thank you. Then I felt even more like people would be, Like, he'd be watching me or whatever to see if I was any good and then dropped in and fell over straight away. It's so embarrassing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to learn to skateboard since in the last couple of years as well. And, you know, I'm really too old to start doing that. No. And it is is very, like, if you're a grown-up, it feels like you should... Have been like, you know, because you see people my age and they've been doing it since they were 10 and they're very yeah. good. And they might be with their kids, teaching their kids to skateboard. And I'm like, yeah. I can't skateboard or and my son, I can't teach him either, really. So we're just both just falling over. So,
2: oh, do you go really with yet. your son?
1: Well, he has his bike and I'll go on the skateboard, you know. So oh. that's sort of, then we can be about the same pace and it's okay, you know. Yeah.
2: How old is he? He's
1: four and a half, but he's very, he's very, um, the opposite of extreme sports, whatever that adjective would be. So he's very un—you know—very scared of everything like that. So yeah. you know, it's quite good for me because I'm crap. So it's not like he's like whizzing off and I'm struggling behind. So it's quite a good yeah. balance, really.
2: Yeah, it's quite nice that he'll be safe around roads and stuff. But um, it's a shame we can't all sort of have a kid like Sky Brown, really, isn't it? Because
1: yeah, because she's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. em-
2: sort of any other kid next to Sky Brown, it's a bit embarrassing, really.
1: But then think how shit they'd make you feel like if you're you know you had a daughter who is like much better at roller skating. At least you're you know you've got a head start. I think
2: I'd love it because I'd just be like, okay, I'm just going to get into collages or something, you know, (laughs) but basket weaving or something, you know.
1: Yeah. Hey, Lou, what's your song choice going to be?
2: Um. Well, I think it's any repetitive sort. My pet hate is beeping noises. Okay. It makes me so mad. Like if anyone wanted to torture me, I think they just play beeping noises in. Mm -hmm. Um, But anything repetitive. So maybe it's like a kid's song, like my goddaughter likes, like every kid likes Baby Shark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: maybe it's something like that. Like that, I think that would be the worst. Mm. I can't think of any other songs that I hate, hate. Mm. What songs do you hate?
1: I mean, yeah, same. That sort of repetitive. I mean, there's, there comes a point with like kids' music where you hear it so often that you just can't hear it anymore. Mm. Yeah, I was saying to, I think it's Ellis James recently, he, because we were talking about a similar thing, and my son had just got into listening to Crazy Frog. Do you remember oh, that? yeah,
2: yeah. And I yeah. thought that
1: was just gone. Like I thought that was something from like 20 years ago and never yeah. come back. And it somehow popped up on YouTube and he loves it. And then I was sort of saying how awful it was and how I was trying to steer him somewhere else. And then like he was like, But I really like it. And I was like, Oh, oh no. Yeah, you do, don't you? And I'm sort of taking it away from you, but it is also shit as well.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, in terms of sort of bleepy music, I quite like sort of like electronic music. So I don't I can put up with a lot of repetitive electronic music, but I can also get how it could be seen as quite meaningless. I,
2: no, electronic, there's a few things going on. It's not just like one Beeping noise continually. So mm. electronic music, some of it's alright actually. Heavy metal, I think I'd find that tricky if it was mm. a really heavy metal song. Mm. You know, they have done an experiment. I don't know if this is true or bit woo we woo, but they did an experiment on um, how water freezes, and and they put half the group with, um, I think, like classical music, and then half the group, group, group of water ice. <laughs> um, With like heavy metal music and the Mm. patterns. I think this might be one of these internet bullshit things. But the patterns um, under the classical music, the ice was symmetrical patterns or something. What am I talking about? I don't know. (laughs) And then under the heavy metal music, it was all like shards and Mm. I don't know. This could be horseshit. And I can't <laughs> retell it very well. This is like at the start of the podcast where I was searching in my head for in the name of a book for about 10 minutes. Great guest. Unbelievable. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just glad that there are scientists out there doing important work in the field of Thank what, you. What, how, how, how water freezes when listening, when water is listening to different kinds of music.
2: Well, yeah, you can't be working on cancer the whole time.
1: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so shall we say a a um a particularly repetitive children's song then? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's yours to go insane to. All right, Lou, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why?
2: Alligator or shark, because you're okay. on an island, aren't you? So,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, you can't reason with a shark. I know that no. much.
1: You no, scientists make- have proved that
2: yeah you can't like they're not you can't sort of meet them halfway
1: no i find that i mean obviously i don't want to sort of believe they're inherently bad and they're just trying to eat and whatever and sometimes you see people who are like um you know people who protect sharks and they're saying listen you know like they don't want to attack us usually what they do is like bite people realize that we're not you know the animal they want to eat and then they leave you and you just think well yeah, like I'm glad there wasn't intent behind it. But if he's like eaten my legs off Mm-mm. whether it was meant with malice or not, I still don't have any legs anymore. So
2: Yeah, you thought you're bad at skateboarding before the shark attack. I mean I know. It? Although I know. there's a guy who does it there's a guy I saw the other day with no legs and he skateboards and he's okay. brilliant but um still I would like to keep them if it's an option I think I mean, and, for,
1: for roller skating it's especially hard with no legs
2: it is I mean harder
1: than skateboarding really. yeah so your chosen discipline you really need your legs
2: you do you do need you do need the pair of them if you could um I think alligator over shark because they can come up on the land a bit can't they mm. shark at least you're sort of thinking well it's only if i'm in the water if i'm in trouble
1: yeah and if you don't get too deep it's probably all right you know yeah. in shallows
2: but i think alligator or uh crocodile
1: mm-hmm.
2: I- is the biggest dick of all
1: yeah they'll just lie there all day so you think they're slow and shit but actually then they're very fast and quick aren't they i think they can yeah. run really fast but you kind of think, oh, it's not going to do anything, but then it's
2: like me on a panel show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Like me. It's the opposite. Actually, <laughs> I can't really hyper. And I don't know. If it's anything. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think crocodile or alligator, basically. Okay.
1: Okay, fine. Well, they're yours. The island is overrun with them, and I think you know you've got yourself a pretty inhospitable environment there, Lou. Um, Thank you. I think it's it's not a nice place, um, and you've done really well. I hope it hasn't affected your mindset too much, you know. And it's quite early in the day to be thinking so negatively, so you know. But um, it looks sunny outside. There's everything still to play for. We can is turn it? this yeah. around.
2: I'm actually going to go dominate now because um, you know I'm all fired up with these psychopathic energies.
1: Great. Well, you know, I hope you can use the power wisely. Hey, Lou, um, we mentioned, you know, obviously you've got your podcast going on, The Cuddle Club, and uh, you're going on tour again as well?
2: Yeah, on tour March till May mm-hmm. around the UK.
1: Okay. And so I guess we can just find that anywhere by just yeah. just Googling you.
2: Well, it's my pin tweet on Twitter, I suppose, and it's um, my website. And then it's the individual websites for the venues, I imagine, because I imagine my website isn't – it's never quite up to date.
1: But, you know, it's, it's 2022 now. People can find the information. Yeah, They'll get there. They'll do, get there.
2: Do a bit of the legwork yourself, you know.
1: Just earn it. Do
2: you think I, – I can't hold everyone's hand –
1: yeah, you've got a tour to go on. Well, you know. got,
2: yeah, I've got the end of the show to write, for goodness sakes.
1: <laughs> good, good. Okay, well, Lou, thank you so much for coming on today. It's a shame we couldn't do the live show, but, you know, I appreciate chatting to you about your Desert Island dicks anyway.
2: Thank you for having me. Have a lovely day. And you. Bye-bye.
1: So there you go. That was Lou Sanders on Desert Island Dicks. And, you know, again, we are sorry we couldn't do the live show, but um, later in the year we've got lots of big plans to share with you. So, you know, there'll be lots of time to see each other in real life and and have a drink and a podcast together. So don't you worry. We will tell you first. If you want to get involved in a different way, you can, um, you can tell us who you are would hate to be stuck on an island with or who or what rather you would hate to be stuck on a desert island with because we're going to bring back compact dicks which is where you get to have your say and me and james will read out your submissions and we will make our own listener generated listener submitted podcast um all you have to do is go to dickspod.com and um, you can leave them there. There's a little area where you can leave your submissions. So do that, and we'll be back with Compact Dicks very soon. Now, I just want to, before I go, let you know that Desert Island Dicks is a Sync clap production created by James Deacon, produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. Our editor is Chris Attaway. We get social media support from Jason Leach and Chinsy Clinton, and a special mention, as always, to Grand Mamster Flash, our statistician and our show historian, John Deacon. Okay, that's it for me. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, bye-bye very much.